the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome to Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday, uh, March the 7th. And Jay Powell continuing testimony in front of the, I think it's the Senate Banking Committee. We'll bring you up all to speed on all of that. Uh, news out of China. I don't know if you saw that. Xi Jinping uh, going right a. You know what? You don't think we, we've lost some credibility in the world. Uh, Xi Jinping with a right cross uh, to the United States for the first time that I can ever recall. Calling out the United States by name uh, as the war drums, I guess, keep beating here. As uh, we again, when you lose credibility, when you have a central bank president uh, that has no credibility, when you have the president of your nation that has no credibility, this is the type of things that happen. This is why, again, another reason why you're seeing all the central bank gold buying that's happening. You know, yesterday we, we were kind of in awe as the World Gold Council had to make an update to how much gold central banks were actually buying. Uh, and, and then today, news out of the Perth Mint, uh, the Australian Mint, that maybe, uh, well, just maybe they weren't putting all the gold they were supposed to into those gold bars. We've got it all. we got a, a big show lined up for you today, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com and and Jason a, a lot really happening uh in 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 the world that let's face it when you when you start putting all these pieces together uh it, it it's not a great picture uh it's not listen it's not like the sky falling and everything's going to come to an end at least i hope not unless it's global thermal, uh, thermal nuclear war what was that movie would you like to play a game well listen i don't like war that games. game <laughs> yeah, war games, right? War we games. Got, yeah. Is war games going to bust out? Uh, I don't know. I saw a picture of all of this. I don't know what to call it. Uh, armaments, for lack of a better word, uh, that the United States, we're like amassing this stuff in Poland. And, and it's starting to creep me out a little bit, right? Because, I, I, you know, I, I know the, the the story is, oh, yeah, these are going to Ukraine. Well, if they're going to Ukraine, then get them to Ukraine. What are they? It's just stocking up there in Poland. It makes me a little nervous. Well, I like what you said a little bit earlier there. You know, I woke up this morning, Joe, and uh, found out the world didn't end, so it's uh, time to, to tackle another day, so to speak. And, yeah, there, there's a lot of war drones. But let me let – me, uh, make one statement about china you know it's, it's interesting in 2018 17 18 19 when uh you know we, we saw some rates kind of going up remember that joe and a little bit of a little bit of a tightening type of situation you know, and of course that changed in 2019 and uh china was uh printing money back then and then coronavirus showed up remember joe and suddenly the printing prices went crazy right and china started tightening right and 
And uh, it's funny that you bring up Z, Z and, and, and his uh, name in America by name. And uh, it was less than two weeks ago they printed up over 600 billion yuans, right? Printing when the rest of the world's tightening, right? So if you look at what happened in 2018, 2019, as China was printing, and then the crash came very shortly after that, that's, it sure seems like China's kind of leading the way as, as to what's going to happen to the rest of the world, Joe. Yeah, and, and again, China is kind of in a different place, right? They didn't have uh, all the giveaways that everybody else had. And now, of course, China reopening here. Uh, they, they came out and said, hey, GDP is going to be up 5%. Uh, and, and a lot of people are like, yeah, it's probably going to be more like 6 or 7 But But even that, I mean, huge. Here we are. I mean, we we would probably uh, jump up and down if we could get 2% GDP growth. But it is, it, it's it's an escalation. There, there, there's no doubt when you heard the speech, if you haven't heard the speech, uh, I'll give you the the highlights of it in, in saying that uh, the United States has a distorted attitude towards China uh, about conflict and confrontation. Uh, well, China will keep defending the country's stance on the war in Ukraine, and it's defending its close ties to Russia, you know, and of course we, we've talked about this. Listen, we weren't necessarily we weren't wearing the white hat necessarily when it comes uh, to Ukraine. Uh, but it again, this is something unusual. Uh, he he he'll make out like the West, or he he doesn't normally name names. The United States perceptions and views of China are seriously distorted. And uh, they went on to say if the United States does not hit the brakes and continues to speed down the wrong path, no amount of guardrails can prevent derailment. I wonder if that was just a little backhanded little backhanded jab at the derailment in, in Ohio. I don't think it's there. Hey, I don't think they use that on accident, right? The, 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 you know, the, the, uh, the irony of it all doesn't escape us here. If they, it, it says no amount of guardrails can prevent derailment, which will become conflict and confrontation, and who will bear the catastrophic consequences and, and it was that was kind of a, a question mark, kind of insinuating, hey, by the way, uh, if you want to keep doing this, uh, we're uh, we're ready, I guess, to get the war drums beating. So much so, uh, McCarthy was going to go to Taiwan. Taiwan heard this speech, called McCarthy, and told them not to come. Jason, I, I think that's kind of a big. Remember Nancy Pelosi when she flew over there? Yeah, apparently uh, not as comfortable as it needs to be. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll talk about what Jay Powell is saying next. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason. Uh, just before we move on to Jay Powell, China's foreign minister. I'm just going to read you some quotes uh, and again, this is a this is a big change. This is not uh, normally what we get out of China. But let me just read to you some more of this. For peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait, 
its real threat is the separatist forces of Taiwan's independence. Its solid anchor is a one-China principle. So China just reiterating, Taiwan is part of China, period, end of discussion. And its genuine guardrails are the three China-U.S. joint communiques. In other words, China also highlighted, hey, we have agreements in place, three of them, with the United States. Now, it's kind of interesting, right, because Russia thought they had the same thing. Right? We've got the, the Minsk Accords, right? We, we have agreements. We have assurances uh, that didn't happen. The foreign ministry then made several key observations. The Chinese people have every right to ask, why does the U.S. talk at length about respecting sovereignty and territorial integrity on Ukraine while disrespecting China's sovereignty and territorial integrity on the Taiwan question? Why does the U.S. ask China not to provide weapons to Russia while it keeps selling arms to Taiwan in direct violation of the August 17th communique. Right? In other words, hey, wait a minute, you agreed in August that you wouldn't sell weapons to Taiwan. Now, of course, we know they have. Why does the U.S. keep professing the, the, the maintenance of regional peace and stability while convert, co co covertly formulating for the plan of destruction of Taiwan. And, and then it just goes on and on. And Jason, uh, again, I just want to highlight to everybody, this is unheard of coming out of China. You don't see them ever naming names and directly. I mean, this was an all-out, let's call it what it is. This was a an all-out verbal escalation with China and the United States. I mean, that's all. That really, that's all you can say it was, because that's exactly what it is. It almost sounds a little bit too, Joe, like a uh, the the business of military. You know, in a little way, doesn't it sound like, hey, we we're building up a military, and I think we want to be the ones to supply the weapons to certain allies. <laughs> doesn't it almost sound a little bit like they're posturing for their, their you know what? Side Maybe laying the groundwork, right? Hey, you know what? What's good for the goose? Right is good for the gander. Right, we're we're gonna. Hey, if that's how you're gonna operate, that's how we're gonna operate toward sort of thing. Listen, and I'm not. I'm not, I'm gonna say this. I don't agree with what happened in Ukraine. We made agreements. We we made promises, and we and and let's face it, we went back on those. I mean, it's just that simple. That's not, that's not a slight to, to any Ukrainian people. We've talked about this a million times. right? It's not the people that's the problem. And now when I'm sitting here uh, reading all of this stuff and, and watching all of this stuff, all of this is unnecessary. All of it. Yet here we are 
continuing down this path and and sooner or later right what what happens sooner or later right all, all of a sudden there's a, a little bit of a somebody makes a miscalculation and next thing you know Jason we're, are we staring down a world war three it, it doesn't need to happen no but uh, for the for the business of business you know the uh, it, there'll be something there's going to be some sort of emergency and what world war three maybe people think what it looks like in their minds is probably not what it would actually be it, it'll be something different you know what fun is it to rule the world financially joe if you blow the whole thing up right so there's there'll be right. something there's going to be something but i think it'll be something that we're not expecting because you know that's the only way you can get people to scratch their heads like when a spy balloon flies overhead you got you to do something that's I, 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 confusing I'm going to tell you right now, this has more to do about money than people think. Yep. This isn't about Ukraine. We've talked about it many times. Ukraine, there's no value in Ukraine. They were, uh, they, they, they produced some wheat. Yep, so, yeah, they did. They, they, they had some wheat. Uh, they, they sold black market arms uh, and were heavily involved in nefarious crypto crimes. I mean, that's kind of what they don't know about, but that, that's what they're known for. So the, the whole thing didn't make sense. But again, I think this is more about the United States and loss of credibility. And, and I'm not talking about just Joe Biden. Uh, a loss of credibility uh, of, of American finance. Things changed after the financial crisis, Jason, and, and they're not getting better. Matter of fact, uh, it's one of those things where we keep saying it. We didn't fix what was wrong with the financial crisis. What we did, we, we covered it up. You know, we, we did the Big Daddy, right? Remember Big Daddy, that movie with Adam Sandler? The kid wets the bed, and, and what does Adam Sandler do? Instead of, instead of stripping the bed down and washing, washing the sheets, and, no, what did he do? He just put a bunch of newspaper over it. That's kind of what we did. Yeah, Joe, that, that's exactly what we did. And, and uh, I think in the far future, the, the history of this economic period, you might see that they, they might count the 2008 through 2030 as, as an economic uh, depression or, or downward spiral. It might, you know, I, we look at it through today's lens, but in the future, it's always looked at a little differently, isn't it? You know, that's an interesting point. It'll be interesting how that's looked at. It'll be very curious the time from, let's say, let's say 2011, because obviously 08 through 11 was bad. What will 2011 to, let's say, I don't know, 2023, 2024, whatever date that you want to put on it, how will that look in history? Will that all of a sudden, and I think you're probably right, It'll probably get gobbled up by the crisis that that predated that, and the crisis that's coming. And and my guess is history will view that whole period. And let's let's you know, is it going to be twenty years, thirty years, uh, forty years? That remains to be seen. But I think you're probably right. Is they'll probably view that whole the 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 two crises, the one before it, the one after it, that's coming, and, and probably mold it all into the same one. Well, Joe, nineteen twenty nine was the market crash. That's two thousand eight. Nineteen thirty three was the depression. But that's that's kind of where we're at, right? And then what happened? Then World War Two. 
I, I don't know. There's a lot of similarities right, right in front of our face. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell uh, was testifying, uh, and it still is testifying as we speak. And it was kind of funny because uh, he did, I heard it once about disinflation, uh, and, and, and his only comment was, it hasn't shown up. So, uh, okay. So I guess uh, that the, the 11 times you said it in your speech before, uh, that was just hope and gander. But he did say the latest economic data has come in stronger than expected. Which data is he talking about? Which data is he talking Because there's only two things that have come in stronger than expected. Jobs, which everybody's scratching their head, right? Everyone's like, I don't know, something's not right. But, we, you know, uh, how shocked would I be if they, uh, they, you know, months from now, a year from now, oh, there was a spreadsheet error, right? And, and you know, the jobs, yeah, we were creating jobs, but not quite that many. But And the other one's inflation. That's it, right? All the other data, Jason, hasn't come in strong at all. But anyway... Uh, he, you know, he gets to set his own narrative. He says the economic data has come in stronger than expected. It suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates, the ultimate level, is likely to be higher than previously anticipated. So remember what the anticipation was. The anticipation on Wall Street was about 5%, right? That was kind of the anticipate, the hope of Wall Street. Now, the Federal Reserve, their anticipation, depending on who you talk to, was between 5 and 5.5%. And, and I want to say the Fed's official stance was about 5.4%. So Jay Powell today is letting people know that that number has now gone Higher, higher than five four. So if you think about what Jason was saying before, hey, they do only do quarter of a point. So right now we're what between five and a half and five and a quarter. We raise next week a quarter of a point. Then it's four seven five to five. Right, you go six more weeks. Right, you get to five five and a quarter. Jason, all of a sudden, Jay Powell saying we're going to go a quarter of a point for the rest of the year. I mean, that's kind of what he just said, because, well, you need to, to go above 5.4, that's at least five more rate hikes. Well, that's, you know, they only meet every six weeks. I mean, that's 30 more weeks. That's pretty much the whole rest of the year. Correct. And uh, I remember, like I'll keep saying it, last year the, the New York Fed chief was saying that uh, June's uh, CPI would be about 68 so, you know, we could just be seeing quarter point rate hikes in, uh, into 2024. And it'll just be, you know, it'll, it'll just be the safe thing to do, right, Joe? It's just, that's the, you know, it'll be expected. It'll become normal, kind of like inflation. You know, rate hikes in 2022 finally became normal about two thirds of the way through the year. It's like, okay, well, it's happening. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, by the end, by the middle of the two thirds of the way through this year, the, the quarter point rate hike will just be the new normal thing. You know, it'll just, just slowly see what happens because because joe I, I think they don't want to break it until sometime next year I, I think they're timing this thing don't break it just don't break it yet and then they're probably talking to these big companies make sure they do their stock buybacks and 
and everyone to, to tell everyone to keep this boat floating. Just you, you bucket all the water out as fast as you can, and then when they let it go, it's just going to sink. It's going to sink like a rock, isn't it? Yeah, he reiterated that they are still going meeting by meeting. We're going to make the decision meeting by meeting. And his, his one mention of disinflation. There is little sign of disinflation. Five weeks ago, you gave a big speech talking about the big risk to the economy was disinflation, 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 and now all of a sudden, oh, we looked everywhere. We looked under the bed. We looked in the closet, right? We we, we, we checked in, in, under the mattress. We, we, Jason, they were in the bathroom looking for it. They went in the attic. They cleaned out the garage. They couldn't find it. You know, I think it's, you know, maybe to his defense, who who works a job and, and wants to say, I've made mistakes and messed it up? There's, there's not a lot of people that do that. I mean, some people will admit to their mistakes. But, I mean, I think he just needs to say whatever that meeting needs to be said to keep everyone calm, right? You know, the, if the, I'm sure when the Titanic was sinking, there was guys running around telling everybody, it'll be okay, everybody stay calm. There's probably still guys doing that, even though the ship was sinking, right, Joe? That's what he does every meeting. Well, disinflation worked at that meeting, but that was completely wrong. You know, transitory, that was good for a little while, but that was wrong, right? Well, I guess that's as close as we're going to get to I was wrong. We don't see any side of it. We don't see any side of it. Well, this is why you buy gold. Because these central bankers, they're wrong way more than they're right. Pickerado News Hour. We'll be back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday uh, losses here. That's what you get with higher rates. Uh, the Dow uh, picking up steam now here at down three fifty. The S and P's down forty two. Uh, the Nasdaq's down ninety, uh, and that's a little better because Apple's not having a horrible. Apple's down a little, but Apple was actually up early on, uh, helping the Dow a little bit here. Uh, gold, as expected, some some profit taking here. It's going to be a good day to buy. Gold's down thirty uh, at, at eighteen twenty five. Silver uh, down eighty eight cents. Uh, we're, we're working on something on silver. Hopefully, we'll have it ready for you uh, before the end of the show. So so be be ready for that uh, twenty twenty dollars in eleven cents. You know, obviously, uh, having money tied to Wall Street is always risky. They try to to somehow convince you that it isn't. Uh, but again, what happened last year? What what uh, if Jay Powell? If you take Jay Powell at his word today, they're going to be hiking rates all year long. Uh, that is going to be a really tough tough place to be. But that's why you call our friends at Invest Y Refi. Uh, you can get up to 10.25% return. It's not correlated to Wall Street. They don't care. Jay Powell, go ahead. Raise all your rates. Make up words. Make up things that aren't true. Then come out weeks later and just say, oh, well, it just didn't happen. Oh, sorry. Oh, we thought it was going to happen. It just didn't happen. Oh, did we lose credibility? Oh, well, right? You know, China's war drums now starting to beat. 
have something put away where, hey, you know what, it's not tied to any of those things. That is our friends at InvestY Refi. Uh, you got to have at least fifty thousand dollars. That's that's the the, the minimum uh, that they will allow. Uh, but it really is a great way to to look at things. Uh, you'll know what your statement looks like every month, right? You're not going to have to worry about it. Well, you know, man, the Dow was down a couple thousand points this month. Doesn't affect you at all. Check them out. Invest. Yrefy.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com. Or call 888 Yrefy24888. Yrefy24. You know what's amazing, Jason, is, and this is how you know the game is rigged against you. They were wrong about transitory. Really wrong. Right, really, just think where we'd be right now if the Fed had done the job they told us they were going to do. Because you got to remember, they only had two mandates: full employment, stable dollar. Those are the only two mandates. And by stable dollar, they're, they're, what they really mean is no inflation, right? And they even told us they gave us a measuring tool for the inflation. Of course, what we remember what that is, right? 2%. Anything above 2%, and we're not doing our job the way we'd like to. That, that's, uh, uh, for them, that is nirvana. For now. For now. That is nirvana. And yet, the mainstream media gives them pass after pass after pass. Right, CNBC, Fox, right, the cheerleader stations that I tell you about. Right, they allow for the male feces, and, and guess what? This is what we're left to deal with now. Right, inflation ran wild in 2021, while the Fed stuck its head up its backside and pretended it wasn't happening. Right, remember what they told us. Jason, it was a supply chain problem. Right? Remember, right? It was a supply chain problem. Well, how many ships are sitting out waiting to get into the docks in L.A.? How many ships are out there in Long Beach? You don't hear about because guess what? There aren't any. Right? Look at look at look at Ford. Look at General Motors. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have to cut production. Oh, we're out of chips. Oh no, no, no. Well, we got the chips. We just made too many vehicles and nobody's buying them. It wasn't a supply chain problem. And just like his predecessor, Ben Bernanke, who lied and lied and lied, and it was a lie. Believe me when I tell you. Oh, the housing market's a little frothy. It's just a subprime problem. Yes, inflation's, it's just transitory. Oh, wait, we got to worry about disinflation, right? I mean, Jason, it's the same record, right? It's the same record. All they did was change the change a few verses, but it's the same record. Yeah, the, the head of the Fed, its uh, main job is just to make everybody feel comfy and safe. That's all. It's, you know, just, just, you know, shush, you know, shh. Pretty much, isn't that all they ever do? Shh. 
that's that's all they do, Joe. They just they just everything's quiet. You take it easy. Everything's fine. What when do they ever say? I don't know. Have the Fed has the Fed ever said even in the middle of the 08 housing crash? Did they ever say, "Wow, this is really horrible. This is and it's getting worse." When when have they ever said that? Have they ever no, said that? Have Joe? they ever admitted we screwed up? Right? No. No. Right? And of course not. Matter of fact, what do they try to? Oh, we're just trying to help. Well, I got news for JJ Paul, do your job. Now, based on what he said today, you would imagine that we'd have a 50 basis point rate hike come Wednesday. At least, I mean, really, we'd probably have 75. Real, honestly, truthfully, if they wanted to do their job, we would have 75 to a full basis point rate hike on Wednesday. Not, you know, not tomorrow, eight days from today. So far, the best I've seen, the odds have moved up a little bit. But even right now, not even 50% chance of a 50 basis point rate hike. Now, Jay, Jay Powell did say, if the data gets worse, we'll be prepared to raise rates at a faster pace. Well, wait a minute. You told us that your job is price to stability and we got inflation that is the way you measure it. I didn't measure, I didn't create the way you measure. You created it. And you said it's at 6.4, and the data that's come in since then has gotten no better. And yet you're not willing to admit that you're behind the curve. And, Jason, this is the problem. I think he's doing his job. That, that's a, Here's the thing, Joe. You're saying to tell him to do his job. I think he's doing the job he was hired for. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, Joe. And, and here's the whole thing. They can raise the rates any day of the week. They don't have to wait for these meetings. and these. No, they, these can, they can have control. a meeting right now. Yep, they can raise it tomorrow, and they can do 2%. And then if 2% is too much, next week they can lower it another half point or something, right? 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason will be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason uh, still chasing here. I'm hoping, I'm waiting for one of the girls to walk in here. Uh, with a slip of paper, uh, we are chasing product right now. Uh, it is a, the markets are absolute insanity right now. I think everybody, uh, is really ducking for cover underneath all of this, right? It, the, the outside of it, if you looked at the outside of Wall Street, you're like, okay, what's well, not terrible? You know, it's not, not horrible. Right? The big, the next big leg down hasn't happened yet but when you look at what the central banks have been doing think about the story we did yesterday how in the hell does the world gold council underreport central bank gold buying by 45 metric tons just to give you a little bit of an idea one metric ton is 32,000 150 ounces. And they missed that 45 times. Right? They, they, they first reported central bank buying of 33 metric tons. But then, who was it? Was it Taiwan or Singapore? I can't remember which, which, which country it was. Officially came out with an announcement hey, we bought uh, almost 45 metric tons in January. Well, that was more than the World Gold Council said the whole month was. 
And they ought to go, oh, 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 we, oh, we made a mistake. And of course, the only reason we found out is because the country that bought it released an official announcement. Remember, so think about last year. We still don't know who bought about, remember last year, a new all-time record high as far as, as the central bank gold buy. We still don't know about half of the gold where it went because those countries didn't want to report. They didn't want to say that it was them. Obviously, a lot of us think a lot of that could be China, but who knows, Jason? It could be anybody. And then today, the Perth Mint, which has been supplying uh, kilo bars to the Shanghai Gold Exchange, may have... uh, what you know? Salted the kilo bars a little bit. Uh, didn't quite deliver the purity that they were supposed to deliver. Uh, and, and Jason, it's all, it's incredible to think about all of this stuff that that that's happening. And all all of a sudden now, it seems like uh, they just want to deliberately misrepresent how much gold is actually being bought out there. Well, I think a lot of the buyers don't necessarily want to report how much they have joe let's face it when it comes to economic warfare which is what this is turning into uh it's it's not really a good idea to let the uh, the other side or even any competing agency central bank country know what you have you know you, how can you bluff at the at the poker table if you're not actually having the cards uh, that you can bluff with right joe you need to you need to have that position a little bit a little bit secret right i, th- I think it's why None of these countries, America doesn't doesn't really report what they have, do they, Joe? I mean, I don't think any of these countries do. Who knows what they what they actually have? And so it's funny when somebody who's actually trying to do the bean counting is like, oh, "Wait a minute, this this amount of beans doesn't match up." So so it just proves what what uh, what I'm saying, which is, who knows how much they have? But it, it's sure uh, we, we, there is enough information to show that they're buying a lot, Joe. They're they're buying a ton. It's obvious that it's happening. Yeah, so when you think about the amounts, you've got to understand, what does that mean? Well, they, they've got to pick a currency to sell, to buy the gold. And right now, what we're being told is the currency they're selling is dollars. They're selling dollars to buy the gold. And again, I think this is very significant. I think Jason's probably right, and I hate to admit that, that Jay Powell's doing his job. His job is to lie. That's his job. He's a bald-faced liar. He should be tried for treason today. He's testifying in front of Congress, and he's lying. Period. He knows. He knows. But he doesn't want to say. What country do you think is buying most of this gold? Well, if you had to just pick the country, which country is buying the most? Well, I think well, it's simple. Well, Go ahead. Probably China, right? It's probably China. Probably. I mean, probably. And if they just printed a 600 billion yuans, 
What do you think they're using? You know, they're not going to tell you out loud what they're using a lot of that money for. What do you think they're buying, Joe? Obviously, there's a, it's a good way the, the, to The problem that I want on. people, oh, the, here's the thing I want people to know. It's more than China. It's oh, more yeah. than China. It's more than Russia. It's more than Turkey. It's more than Brazil. It's more than India. There's a lot, a lot of nations buying, selling dollars and buying gold. And they're doing that for a reason. And there's also a reason why they don't want to say that they've done it. Right? People understand that. Do you get it yet? Do you understand when I tell you they didn't fix the financial crisis? It didn't get fixed. You leave your money in the bank at your own free will. You've been warned. Listen, I want to be wrong. I want I want a miracle. I do. I want somehow, some way, that inflation miraculously goes away, defies all the laws of economics, and magically goes away. There's no magic to this. You want to get rid of inflation? It's called uh, it's called recession, and really, in this case, because the bubble's so big, it's going to be most likely depression. That's when it goes away. 800-951-0592. I've got my slip of paper. We've got a silver special coming up next. 800-951-0592. This is a, an absolute fire sale on half dollars today. Uh, I've got 300 rolls of half dollars at $200 a roll. So $20.50 at $200 a roll uh, at 800 Add here and add, add big here. This is, this is way, way down there. On, on half dollar rolls, Jason. Uh, and it's, it's something where, again, today, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Wall Street now down almost 400 points. It, this is probably going to be an ugly day, uh, all, all over the markets as, uh, again, they've been behind the curve and inflation continue to be behind the curve in inflation continue to try to uh, give out this line that makes no economic sense whatsoever. Somehow, some way, we're going to defy the laws of economics. It's just not going to happen, Jason. And that's why you're seeing people putting gold and silver away, period. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to, to 1964 and older uh, silver, uh, the silver dollars always carry that heavier premium. They're always a little more expensive. I mean, people love those silver dollars. That heavier premium has carried down to the half dollars through the years, and to get them at two hundred dollars a roll is is pretty. That's a pretty good price, man. That is really uh, an opportunity because uh, once you, you know we haven't had a lot of silver dollar specials. You know the old no. piece and well, they've been expensive. Jason's right; the premium's been too high. You know, just think about this right now. If you go to allamericangold.com, they're two hundred twenty dollars. That was the that was where they were at. Now, granted, it silver's off eighty cents. But that's not that, that would bring the price down to about 215 not 200 
So this is this is a huge opportunity. Uh, we called in a favor to one of our big big suppliers out there and said, "Come on, man, Let, let's heat this up. Let's give value out there. Uh, we got a great opportunity here. Rolls of silver, half dollars at two hundred dollars a roll. If you buy a hundred rolls, right? That's a full bag." Uh, Jason, a full bag of halves at twenty thousand uh, dollars—that's insanity. I mean, full bags of half dollars uh, early uh, in twenty twenty one and into twenty twenty two—you're like at like almost thirty grand because that's a, the premiums on half dollars were almost as high as the premiums on silver eagles. That's correct. That's correct. So yeah, you know, you, as Joe's talking, you know, it's a dollar a coin less today. So you know, one dollar a less less per coin in that roll. So yeah, these half dollars are a little harder to get than the quarters and the dimes. You know, so so to get to get them uh, the half dollars at, at essentially the price of the quarters. That's a really cool thing. That's a really really good opportunity to get the bigger coins. I mean, these these aren't the big ones. These aren't the dollars, but these are the half dollars. And we don't have these specials as as regularly as quarters and dimes because the quarters and dimes are well, we can grind those out and sell those all the time. And they're plus they're, they're a little cheaper, the dimes uh, at least. But uh, I love it. I love the half dollars. Oh, there's a nice big silver coin you can get your hands on. A little more than a, a third of an ounce of silver in each half dollar. Yeah, there you go. 800 951 Catherine Austin Fitz uh, out again saying that there has been a, there is a major fight between commercial banks and central banks over this digital currency. Uh, I think the commercial banks are going to figure, just kind of like I told everybody, hey, we don't need 4,000 commercial banks with a digital currency, right? Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, we'll probably talk about her tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.